like oil upon your feet like wine for you to drink Jesus the entrance of his word giveth light the eyes of your understanding are about to be enlightened get set for the word which will change your world for good Christ palace expressing his love displaying his power and now Dr. Mark Every drop is gone. church and missions last year we talked about the church as the school of God or the church as the University of God when the Bible said go and make disciples of all nations the actual Greek word says go and make students of all nations so that the church is the school of God but uh, as an individual or as a born-again believer you must be aware of the 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 assignment of the church once you have the assignment of the church you know your part and you know when we gather what we gather for and what we gather to do when we don't know why we gather it will limit our progress it will hinder our our effectiveness because at times you might believe that the, the purpose we have to come to church is to satisfy the conscience. And I tell you, many people do that. They come to church so that they will know that, ah, I was in church on Sunday. When they ask me, uh, Kimberly, were you in church? You say, oh, yes. Ah, I was there. I was even ushering. You've forgotten so soon. At times, people come to church just to make sure that when they are asked, they can give an answer. But there are higher reasons for the existence of the church and for the existence of the body of Christ. John chapter 18, verse 37. The, the church and missions, or you can say the mission-minded church. Amen. You must understand that you are the church. Then collectively, we are also the church. So you are the individual church, and we are the corporate church. Amen. 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 John, eight, John 18, 37. Yes, sir. And I read, Pali therefore said unto him, are thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou say that I'm a king. Mm -hmm. To this end was I born. Mm -hmm. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth, hear my voice. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Jesus is standing in front of Pilate and said, Are you a king then? He said, You are saying that. But to this end was I born. For this cause came I into the world. That I should bear witness unto the truth. Jesus was a man on a mission. He came into the world for a cause. And when his end comes, he will know because he knows his end. For this cause came I into the world. I want to ask you, for which cause are you living? Hello? For Jesus, he was aware. I came into the world for this cause. This cause. He, he was certain. For this cause came I into the world. You are living. Why are you living? Paul said, this one thing I do, this one thing. All such men, they were in the world for a cause. Hello? Hi. To this end was I born. He was born to be a king. And he was here to bear witness to the truth. So that when you look at his life, you must see just one thing. Bearing witness to the truth. For this cause. For this cause. Which cause are you living for? Somebody said the worst thing which can happen to a man is to be alive without a purpose. You are alive. You go to work. You come. You sing. You eat. You pray. But there must be a reason. There must be a cause why you are there. Maybe you are in that company. You live in that neighborhood. There is a reason. 
there's a cause you must be there and you must begin to find out. For this cause came I into the world. To this end was I born. For this cause came I into the world. Hello? For this cause. Men have lived for causes. For example, when we men mention Martin Luther King Jr., we all know civil rights. There's something which will characterize the cause of the man. He was killed for that cause. So he died, he lived for that cause. Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He was living just for Christ. That was his cause. I want to ask you, are we going to spend 100 years, 200 years, just to live anyhow? Just to make sure we get some food, then we eat, then we sleep. Then that was the first day, evening and morning. The second day, uh, the first year, 20 years. And we just leave. Or we are going to have a cause in mind. The reason why I am alive is this cause. There's a purpose why I go to work. I'm going to get money for this cause. I'm going to die for this cause. There must be a reason for this cause. To this end was I born. And for this very cause came I into the world. When we look at the life of... Uh, for this cause came I into the world. You must decide to find a cause to live for. That is what brings meaning to life. And the man or the woman with a purpose, nothing can stop that person. He will do everything to achieve that target. For this cause came I into the world. For this cause... One day, uh, David went to the battlefield. He was just taking care of sheep. Then he went to the battle, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 28. He went there and he saw a giant who was cursing God and the armies of God. And he started asking around, what would the king do for such a person who killed this man? Then he went to this side, what would the king do for such a person? What would the king do for such a person? Then his elder brother came, Eliab said, you are too stubborn. We left you in the bush to take care of the sheep. You are, you, are, you are full of, you are proud. There's pride in your heart, full of conceit. Look at your life. Now look at 1 Samuel 17 verse 28. 1 Samuel 17 28. Yes. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard uh -huh. when he spake unto the men. Uh -huh. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he uh -huh. said, why came thou down hither? He said, why did you come here? Why did you come here? I want to ask you, why, why did you come to Houston? Why did you come to the well? Ask somebody, why are you alive? Are you alive? No, I can't hear you, please. Eliab asked David, why, why did you come here? This is a planet. Why did you come in the first place? Hello? Hi. No, no, someone said, uh, I traveled from wherever and I came to USA. Why did you come to the US? Hello? Hi. Why did you change locations and come? Why did you come here, sir? Hello? Hi. When you go to work tomorrow, ask yourself, uh, why did I come to work today? Why? Why did I come to work today? Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. David, why are you here? You are supposed to be doing something in the bush. Why are you here? And with whom has thou left those few sheep oh, in the wilderness? With whom have you left those few sheep? Those few sheep. <laughs> Many people are living for few sheep. They are taking care of few sheep. Insignificant. And life and people will want you to live for few ships. Because as long as you live for few ships, it don't matter. Hello? Those who take off few ships live in the bush. Hello? Life wants you to just live for few ships. Something small, okay? I, I, 
I just want to just get by. I just want to get some money for my wife, my children. We are just three in a family of four or five. Something small. If I can pay my rent, I can get a mortgage. I think I, I'm okay. That is enough. That is enough. It's called few sheep. Why are you here? If that was all, I'm sure there are a million people who, who are living like that. So God didn't have to send you to add to the number. No. You can stand for a higher cause and a better cause. Now look at what David said. I know thy pride. I know thy pride. And the naughtiness of thy heart. Can you imagine? That is insult. You are too proud. You are naughty. <laughs> I'm sure David was a young man and Eliab was huge and tall. So I'm sure he was just, I know you are proud. <laughs> Can you imagine? But David was not a man to be left with few sheep. He had a cause to live for. He was determined. Next verse. For thou art come down that I might see the battle. Now listen. Eliab couldn't fight the giant. So he came to the view to you have come to see the battle. Eh? He, he, when you look at David, there is no way he can fight Goliath. So the best Eliab was that you came to watch the game. Eh? Eh. I don't want you to become a spectator of life. Many people are walking through life. They are just watching the news. It's time for you to start making the news. No, I didn't hear you. Amen. It's time for you to start making the news. It might not be CNN news or Fox News, but you can begin to make heavenly news. He said, you have come to watch some. Eh. Eliab had no purpose. He came to watch the battle. So he thought everybody was like that. When you begin to do something and live for a higher cause, people will think that you are like them. They are. You too, you have come to watch the game. David said, no, I didn't come to watch the game. I'm not a spectator of life. And David said, what have I not done? David got angry. Stop holding my ears. Did I do something wrong? Is there not a cause to live for? Is there not a cause? Jesus said, for this cause came I into the world. David said, is there not a cause to live for? I'm not here to watch the battle as you have been doing for the last 40 days. I came here to end the battle. No, no, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. Some people came to watch the battle and to complain. Some people are alive just to watch the problems of life and add. I don't know what to do. This is our family, there's trouble. You don't want to add to the number of complaints. You came to end and provide solution to the problem of life. People are dying in your family. People are going through torment. There is disease in your family. You are going to say, no, after my life, my children are preserved. They will not go the way of every other person. I must change the story of this family, the story of this nation. That was why Jesus came for. He saw humanity dying. He said, no, 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 this nonsense must stop. David came, he saw Goliath, who symbolized the devil, messing around God's people and said, enough is enough. This nonsense must stop. I didn't come to watch the battle. I came to end the battle. Is there not a cause? Which cause will you live for? At times, God can give a man a cause for three people, a family. It can be for the extended family. It can be for a group of people. It can be for Houston. It can be for a whole continent. But you must live for a cause. One man called David Livingston. He had a burden for Africa. He, he, did, he had no relative in Africa because he was not one. 
But he just knew that Jesus is coming back and a group of people have never heard the gospel, so he must go there. He went on a voyage. Amen. All right. He went on a voyage. And just by one man, he risked his family, life, destiny, children, ambitions, and went to Africa. And now you are born again. You don't even know who brought the gospel to Africa. Hello? Somebody lived for a cause. When you go to his hometown, he doesn't have mansions and buildings. Ah, but in heaven, I'm sure, I'm sure, he has a city in heaven. Because he risked his life, died. They live for a cause, for a cause, for a cause. Which cause are you living for? Which cause are you living for? Or you want to add to their number? Uh, I'm sure in your high school, they used to do that. Uh, most high schools, when they finish school, they write on the wall, uh, what was your guy's name in school? Okay, I was here some. KG was here some. Agabus was here some. Ricky Z was here some. But there are some people in the school, they don't have to write their names on the wall. Everybody knew that they came to school some. Oh, yes. When you mention their names, ah, he was the guy who was the prefect. He doesn't have to write his name. Everybody knows them in their age. Their class. Everybody knew that when there was a quiz, this guy would do it. You don't have to write your name on the wall. <laughs> but when you have, you have not lived for a cause, I will hear some. You must write your name so that they won't forget you. Because even when you were dead, they forgot about you. <laughs> Hello? I want you to live for a cause. David said, what have I done? Did I do something wrong that I wanted to live for a cause? Is there not a cause? There's a purpose for life. There's a purpose for life. I want you to leave this service today. Go and sit down and say, what my life? I've lived for 20 years. The next 20 years, what do I want to accomplish? Maybe I just want to build a church for God. Maybe I want to save 20 souls. There must be a reason why you get up every morning. There must be a reason why you want to get millions. There must be a reason. There must be a purpose. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? The Bible said when David died, Acts 13 verse 36. He said after David had served his generation, he died. Amazing. He said after David had served God's purpose in his generation, Acts 13 36. He served God's purpose in his generation, then he died. Amen. Are you serving a purpose in your generation? Read for me, sir. Acts 13, 36. Yes. I read. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. Can I get in the NIV, please? Amen. Uh -huh. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, mm -hmm. he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his, and his body, body decayed. decayed. After he had served God's purpose in his generation. In every generation, God has purposes for mankind. And he's looking for somebody who located and decide to pursue it. God wants 20 souls to be saved in Houston. God wants 20 children to be fed every day in, in Asia. God wants something. Somebody who can pick it up and say, no, I'm just going to live for this cause. Just for this cause. Nothing more. Nothing will matter to them just for this cause. Listen to me. Don't think that you were born in in 1982 or you are alive in 2018 for no reason no there's a reason why you are alive at this time working in that company staying with that person 
that person is your friend. There's a reason why you met the person at that time. Hello. The Bible said God determined the habitations of men. So, you, you, I wanted to live in a, a good neighborhood. That's how come I got the address. No. God ordered your steps to that place, to that city. And you are there for such a time as this. Don't just close your eyes to the knees around you. The knees around you is the voice of God talking to you. Esther chapter 4 verse 14. Thank you, Jesus. Now, there was a plot to kill all the Jews. Then Esther was the queen. Then Mordecai said, go and do something about it. He said, you see, it's not allowed. Normally, uh, you have to seek permission before you get into the house of the king. Mordecai said, stop doing that. Do you know why you are a queen at this time? So that you deliver the Jews. Can you read for me, sir? 14. Yes, please. And I read. For if thou altogether hold thy peace at this time, mm -hmm. then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. Mm -hmm. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And who know whether thou art come to the kingdom for, for such, such a time, a time as, this. as this? Listen to me. There is a need around you. If you close your eyes, I won't do anything about it. It's all right. God will look for somebody to do that work. But you, you mess up. Who knows you are in such a position for such a time as this? Do you know that the $50 you have can, can, can save a family for one month? Hello? No, 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 you are not here. The $30 you have, which you just, you know, you don't remember even what you use the $30 for. It can save a whole family for one month. One month, it will be a miracle. Who knows that God sent you here to give you $30 so that you can bless somebody? Who knows? But if you close your eyes to the knees around you, God will touch somebody and give your $30 to that person. That person will fix the problem, but you, you mess out on the greatness God has ordained for you. In that office, the, the, the guy or the lady sitting by you, you know that he's not born again. Who knows that he got the employment just because God knew that you were here. God knows that because you are there, you will be praying every day for all your co-workers. But you've been there for five years. Not once. Five minutes have you prayed for your co-workers. But you keep insulting them. He said, whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You are working in that, you are doing that double job. Not because of the money. Because of such a time as this. You are the hope of God in that company. You are the hope of God in that world. In that city, you are the hope of God. I pray that you will not live for yourself, but you will live for a higher cause. The cause of Christ. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, he said that all the things which happened in the Bible, they were written for our examples. But we are the guys unto whom the fulfillment of the ages have come. Can I get in the NIV? 1 Corinthians 10, 11. Yes. These things happened to them as examples mm -hmm. and were written down as warnings for us uh -huh. on whom the culminations of the ages have Has come. come. The culmination, the, the fulfillment of the ages, the times. Listen to me. If you are living in the end times, it's the best time to be alive. Because God's agenda is being rounded up. And there is a reason why you were not born in the first century, second, third, or fourth. But you are born in this century for a reason. A higher cause to live for. 
You must begin to assess that cause and begin to live for that cause. There's a higher reason. There's a higher purpose. There's a higher purpose. There's a reason why that lady, that boy, that man is your friend. It's even possible you don't like him, you know. That man, person, you don't like him. You will say no eventually. But there's a reason why he came. Maybe you can write uh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world. You are saying you love me, but God loves you more. And that alone can change the person. I want you to find divine purpose in wherever you go. Whatever you do, there's a reason. There's a reason. I coil upon your feet Like wine for you to drink Jesus Dr. Mark has just deposited into your hands the truth to your glorious and best life ever. Meditate on these things, give yourself wholly to them, and your progress and success will be evident to all. Connect with Dr. Mark at www.thechristpalace.org or email Dr. Mark at cpimhouston1 at gmail.com. And best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at Christ Palace International Ministries, 15152 Bel Air Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 77083.